Welcome back. This is the second segment of the Larry Kudlow Show. We are going to be talking to Leora Levy, who won the Republican primary in the state of Connecticut to match up against Richard Blumenthal, uh, one of the least popular (laughs) Democrat senators as far as Republicans are concerned. Uh, Leora, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Welcome to the show and congratulations on your win. I gather it was pretty decisive beating out uh, your rival, I don't know how to pronounce the name, Timus Clarides by 10 points. That's pretty decisive. How'd you do it? I did it by being consistent with my message and presenting the Republican voters a clear contrast. So I, you are I, you are you I, were Trump uh, endorsed, right? Yes, I was endorsed by President Trump. And but and I'm, does I'm Leora Lee, I'm running. I'm the one on the ballot. Uh, President Trump and I agree strongly on policy, but I'm Leora Levy. Got it. Um, how is the Trump brand in Connecticut? I think uh, how many points did he lose Connecticut by in 2020? Do you remember? was pretty decisive, uh, right? It, it was decisive, but this is 2022, and the president who's on the ballot in 2022 is Joe Biden. It's his policies that are failing Connecticut families, making life unaffordable here. Well, I so, agree with that 100 percent. What? And so, sorry, sorry. As you travel the state uh, and you try to convince voters— first of all, to come out, because I gather the turnout in the primary was only about 21 percent of Republicans, very low, which, by the way, is not so unusual. Unfortunately, these days in blue states, Republicans seem to have kind of given up. But what are the messages? What are the issues that they want to talk to you about? What what gives you some optimism that you can actually beat an incumbent in a blue state this year? Well, the issues that are driving the election in Connecticut are the ones that are driving it nationally. Most of all, it is the economy. The record high inflation, as I said, is making life unaffordable for all Connecticut families. Everyone goes to the gas station. Everybody goes to the grocery store. Parents have to make tough decisions. How do do I fill my tank? Do I feed my family? How am I going to afford the school supplies now that school is starting? How, how am I going to afford to heat my home when the weather gets cold here in the Northeast? This is a very difficult time, and all of these problems and these choices are created by the failed economic policies of the Biden administration rubber stamped by Dick Blumenthal. Yeah, it sounds like Blumenthal's approval ratings have gone down pretty much in tandem with President Biden's, I guess, slipping under 50 percent. I mean, that's that's optimistic, right? And it gives you a little uh, bit more of a of a, a wind behind you. Absolutely. His approval, his reelect is something like 41 percent right now. Wow. 41, 47, 41 to reelect, 47 percent to 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 vote for somebody else. And I am the person that gives the clearest contrast to Dick Blumenthal. I am nobody's rubber stamp. I, I am not a career politician. He is a career politician in office for, for 37 years. And I call myself a career American. <laughs> That's a pretty good line. And 37 years seems to be really quite long enough. 
what what does the funding look like both for yourself and your rival? Uh, where is your money coming from? Where's his money coming from? Look, he has had a long time to build up a war chest. He has over $8 million in his war chest. My my donors are coming from all over the country, but, you know, heavily centered in Connecticut because the Connecticut voters, the Connecticut donors, un- understand it's important to take advantage of, of the opportunity we have. But I do – I said I would nationalize this race when I got into the race last February, and that is exactly what I have done. And and what's the National Republican Senatorial Committee done, doing for you? Are they helping you at all? Yes, they are. In fact, they're featuring me in a fundraiser down in Florida next month, and they also uh, we have a, a, a joint fundraising agreement so that uh, we can raise money jointly, and I am, you know, I am doing that. So, yes, they are helping me tremendously. That's uh, very encouraging because they're not helping everybody, is my impression. So uh, in in terms of uh, going back to the issues, uh, inflation in the economy is always a very important thing. How are you dealing with the abortion issue? Because certainly in New York State, where I live, uh, (laughs) unfortunately, uh, this is a big deal. And, uh, you know, just as New Yorkers kind of felt like maybe there was a chance for Republicans to come on pretty strong this fall and make some headway after many years of sort of being in the outs, um, the Roe v. Wade decision came down and seemed to energize voters in uh, in New York. How about in Connecticut? What's the situation there? Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you again. There was a gap. But okay. Look. The Democrats would like nothing better than to make this election about abortion. It is not about abortion. In Connecticut, the laws are set. There's nothing that I would do as a senator that will change the laws in Connecticut. And the Dobbs decision was a good decision in that it sent that issue back to the states where it belongs. Not, it, it is not a constitutional issue. It's not in our constitutional, but it is up to the state to decide. And what works in Connecticut is not what works in Mississippi. So, you know, I am running because I'm con- parents are concerned about the children they have, the fact that, that they can't afford to provide for their children the way they would like to provide for their children, the way they have been providing for their children, the fact that the government is interfering between parents and their children by teaching things like critical, critical race theory and inappropriate sexual curriculum in the schools, by, by telling parents that they're not in charge of their children's medical care, telling children not to, not to speak to confide in their parents if they have concerns. This, this is unacceptable. I am a mother. I raised three sons here in Connecticut, if anybody had told me that I could not be involved with their education or their medical care, they would have had a lot more than a tiger mom to deal with. (laughs) Those are the issues that parents are concerned about. They're concerned about the children they have. Right on. And I would say one of the hopeful things, Larry Kudlow actually talked about this on his TV show the other day with myself and Mercedes Schlapp. One of the good things that came out of the primaries uh, and recent elections in various states around the country is parents fighting back and taking control of local school boards. That has got to be a very potent issue everywhere, and including 
Connecticut. Certainly, Glenn Youngkin found it to be a very potent issue in Virginia, uh, which basically led to his surprise win uh, to become governor of that state. Do you think that's something that you can really tap into? And do you have any particular um, strategies for uh, approaching parents on these issues of unions taking to, uh, too much control of our schools, school boards not being uh, in league with, with what the wishes of the parents are, et cetera. What are you telling people about this? Well, this is an issue here in Connecticut, and, and everywhere I go, parents are con- expressing their concern about this. The, the school board elections throughout Connecticut last November were very contentious, and it is because parents saw what was happening, what was being taught to their children. It was the COVID lockdowns and the closing of the schools that that really showed parents what was being taught to their children, uh, more so than the primaries. And if you could say there's a silver lining, that was it. And, yeah. par- and again, as a parent, I will always stand for parental rights. You know, I was born in Havana, Cuba. We escaped Castro and a communist revolution. And, and one of the first things that Castro did was to start to indoctrinate the children, to indoctrinate them to spy and inform on their parents, and to replace the parents in their minds, he became the father figure. Well, that is what we're seeing now with these big, you know, socialist efforts that my opponent, Dick Blumenthal, supports to, for the government to take control of the children. They are not the government's children. They are our children. And parents are are in control and have the right to make decisions for their children's education and their children's medical care. Well, I think that is an incredibly strong message. And I hope you do get that out because I think parents everywhere are looking for relief. They're looking for better education for their kids. And they are sick to death of being told that it's really important to indoctrinate our kids on so many things that they don't want their kids to be told about at a very young age. Leora, before I, we sign off, we just have a few seconds left. Are you going to be speaking in the New York area anytime soon, or where can people find you? Well, first of all, they can go to my website. Okay. Leora, it's leora4ct.com. And I would appreciate that. You know, as I as I said, Dick Blumenthal has over eight million dollars and he has a very wealthy um, in-laws and they write the checks that they need, whatever they want. I'm raising money from donors all over the country. And I would appreciate any support that people could offer to me. But, you know, I will be I'm hoping to speak at the Monday meeting. In oh, New good. York. Okay. I've been in touch with them about about that and we're trying to work it out. I do speak all over the state of Connecticut, and, uh, yeah, I will be everywhere this weekend. All right. Um, well, keep seeing people there. And, and I just want to let you know that it's not just Republicans who are supporting me. I have very broad-based support among Republicans, independents, unaffiliated, and even Democrats. I, that's, I have that's great. And I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there, Leora. But we, I wish you all the best and lots of luck, okay? Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you for inviting me. It was our pleasure. Stay tuned, everyone. Coming up next, Nicole Maliatakis, running in New York State. Thank you.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 